swagger, okay? Regardless of what happens out there, doesn't matter. Keep your swagger. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Five Hole Fantasy Hockey Podcast. We are your hosts today, TJ, Zach, Raj. Hey there. Hey, hey, hey. Today we got our first official in-season week preview. So we're going to be checking out the week ahead. We're going to be talking streamers. We're going to be talking a little bit of news. We got a lot of injuries to cover. Let's start like most recent to less recent, I guess. Semyon Varlamov was injured in warm-ups, took a puck to the neck. Sorokin's getting his first start. We are recording during that game. Right now, Sorokin's given up four goals, has like close to a seven goals allowed average, and has an 818 save percentage. This is going to tie into something I got coming up a little bit later, but do you, tomorrow there's going to be a lot of Ilya Sorokin on the waiver wire. Uh, what are you <laughs> telling somebody that wants to go pick him up? Well, he's getting lit up pretty good right now. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm sketched out about most of the overhyped rookie goalies. I, I just not where I where I reach for at pretty much ever. Too sketchy. I think I think the Barry Trotz will figure it out, and he's going to figure out a way to work around that young kid. That's right. You know what yeah, I mean? I think um, I agree with you. I, that that's what I think. I think that picking up Sorokin when he is super super low and getting him for free is a good way to go. Yeah, I'll give I'll give him a try if if he's out there. I'll say that much. So I'm looking at the Tristan Jari is going to be the guy that we're talking about. He has a 7-10 save percentage through two games <laughs> right now. Uh, and people are freaking out, but we're not at that part of the content yet. Uh, Freddie Anderson, 840 save percentage. Ilya Samsonov, 846. Malcolm Subban, where he belongs in this bottom of the 10. So I'm not really going to talk about him. Carey Price, 853. Like We have people panicking three days into the season about some of these goalies. If you look at the opposite side, Peter Morazic is second with a, a 1,000 save percentage. So, like, this is this is before tonight's game, too. Martin Jones had a 919. So, like, if we're freaking out about Jari being that bad, are we really considering Martin Jones that good? No, because it's only one game, right? So, I think we should Martin carry... Martin Jones didn't look good today, either. No. So, that's why I said before today, because Jonesy's his, uh, his save percentage went down. Uh, considerably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but what the, the point I'm trying to make is like, n- you don't hear anybody saying that, oh my God, Martin Jones is a great goalie, but we hear so many people like, Tristan Jari sucks. I'm fucking dropping him. And so it would be just as crazy to think that Martin Jones is good as to think that, you know, Tristan Jari isn't going to figure it out. So there's going to be a well, lot of Tristan Jari on your waiver wire. I just, I just don't buy it. Like, I think it's just as crazy to have drafted Tristan Jari in the first place. You knew he wasn't going to be great. He's on Pittsburgh. Yeah, and yeah. Like, I know. It's not but, like that's the thing. Is like the only yeah, I reason. Know, but you have to think that Pittsburgh's going to put it. Together. It doesn't mean he's. Good. That's what I mean. Yeah, a good goalie yeah. on a great team. Martin Jones kind of falls into that bad goalie, bad team, but he's still 13th in save percentage before the games tonight. So it's like. You know, it's, it would just goalie. it would be just as reactionary to think that Martin Jones is a good goalie as it would be to think Jari's done for, you know, cooked waiver wire material. Yeah, well, I think that's I 
the point you're making is right, but I think if anybody thinks that Martin Jones is all of a sudden good right now, like anybody who took that bait has got you deserve what you get. One of the guys did in our our home league. He picked up Jones and streamed him for today after his first good showing. Yeah, there you go. Um, I don't I don't know about that, but you're right. Like there's a lot of overreacting, and like I said the other day too, it's just like. We're all, I've had to like hit cancel on so many trades myself because we're so <laughs> in so much withdrawal from not having to like have yeah. played for so long. Like, it's you just like, want to oh, trade, God. you just want to freak out on the waiver wire. <laughs> Guy like makes, and I even this is a legit thing that happened, then I'll shut up. But watching the game, Cassian does a sweet dangle. I literally went to go pick him up based off one sweet move. I was like getting right to the wire to pick him up right away. And I think that's kind of everybody's mood right now. And there's a, there's a lot of overreacting going on. I think so too. Uh, okay. Moving along in our injury updates here, Nick Robertson left the game tonight. He will not return something with a knee issue. So we're going to, we're going to hear more about that. I'm sure tomorrow, Zach Cassian out of tonight's game, celebrating the birth of a second child. Nothing to worry about. He's going to be back soon. I'm sure. Sean Couturier, this one is hitting close to home for us, Zach, man. And anybody that owns Couturier, we're going to be talking um, hopefully some replacements later. Out two weeks minimum. That was the key word that I drew from that is minimum. I looked into this uh, costochondrial separation. It's where his rib removes from the cartilage in his breastbone. So it's, it sounds like it hurts like a lot. Uh, three to four weeks recovery time if Especially it's a bruise. If hit. Yeah. Up to six weeks if it's a fracture. It could be three months if it's torn. So oh, come on, I just I just got him on like three teams. And and you know after we just talked about people being over over reactionary and stuff like that, like you know let's wait until we get some more news. But yeah, that that's what it is. It's like two weeks minimum. Let's hope it's just something else. There's gonna if you don't have, I mean, he's an obvious guy. If you have an IR spot, obviously or bench, you're not dropping him. He's not borderline that way. But a guy like that, like, if you're not dropping him anyway, if you don't have IR, you don't have a bench. What if he's out for six weeks? Six weeks would be a different story. Can you give up six, a position for six weeks in a season like this? I don't, it's going to make some tough decisions if, if there is those kind of awkward, like one, one month, six weeks injury is going to be, it's going to be tough to decide. Let's not have that conversation right now. Let's wait until we, uh, let's wait until we know. I don't want to be. Wildly wrong, telling anybody to drop Couturier right now. Don't do it. And then I wanted to to lead into the Tristan Jari panic. We're kind of we already kind of covered that. And a couple of roller coasters on D guys is Keith Yandel. Now he practiced again on power play one after about a week of Coach Q saying, "Hey man, he's going to be on our on our taxi squad. He's a healthy scratch." Uh, practice on power play one, but so did Ekblad. So I have no idea what's going on here. Like my gut feeling says that Ekblad is going to be the top power play guy. Maybe don't drop Yandel just yet. I don't know. What do you guys make of that situation? I just dropped Yandel, so I did <laughs> drop Yandel just yet uh, because Romanov was available, and um, I just figured it's just easier on my brain to do so. But yeah, he's. It, it looks like he might just go right back. It might have all been a scare tactic. You know, you never know. But uh, I did personally. I opted just to drop him, get him off my mind. <laughs> but uh, I don't want him. And then uh, the same thing for. For Tony D'Angelo, man, he is on the taxi squad tonight. Uh, the Rangers lost four zip with Tony D in the lineup. They are currently up for zip with Tony D out of the lineup. Uh, David Quinn was quoted saying, there's a lot of things going on that we're keeping in-house. And this is one of them. Tony and I have talked about it. There's clarity. 
on what happened here. Now, Tony took a bad penalty. He yelled at the refs and was given an additional minor. So do you guys think this is kind of like timeout? You got to kind of think so. That's that's just how he runs his shit. You know what I mean? You you have to you have to be held accountable for your actions kind of thing. And that's definitely what it seems like is happening right here. Seems like he's pretty could be a toxic kind of guy. He's pretty outspoken in that and Fox stepped in and is playing a buttload of minutes tonight and the team seems to be I mean, we could we could theorize to say that look at that it, that's all there is to it now oh, yeah. they got rid of him he's turned it right around but I mean you never know there could be a little truth to if he's a, a douche in the locking room and they get him out <laughs> you know but there's no no doubt about it Fox steps in and he's definitely pulling through so on a straight hockey hockey move it's working out in Fox's favor right now so before today Sveshnikov was on line three did that worry you guys at all no. Me neither. Yeah, uh, I, I, same. Well, in all honesty, just me being down here and I hear about it pretty often. They're they're so high on him, like they should be. Yep. Yeah. No. Yeah, they're going up against no. Detroit, so I kind of think, and you know, this is kind of all null and void because Jordan Stahl is out with COVID stuff. So the second line was Nietzsche, Sveshnikov, and Trocheck, which is like the meanest second line that Carolina could possibly put together. Um, so I, I think it's fun to say that Sveshnikov is not worth it, but he's he's going to be fine. The second line is the second line we've been waiting for. So I am I'm totally cool with Sveshnikov. Uh, I got no regrets. He's going to be he's going to be fine. He played 1735, which is more than he averaged last year. Three almost three minutes on the power play, two shots, four hits, one goal. Is there any reason whatsoever to be worried? This is exactly what we wanted at a Svech. Hits, shots and goals. Yeah, man, that's <laughs> no worries there. No worries at all. I mean, they're losing right now, but uh, <laughs> yeah, to, to Detroit, still, right? Still, I don't think that know. doesn't happen. Not to the insiders, but uh, all right. Kirill, the thrill. Let's talk about Kirill Kaprizov, boys. Oh, boy. How excited Coming are you, Zach? Gate, yeah. Dude, Coming out of the gate. Like eight minutes on the power play. Eight minutes of power play time. Damn near. Great minutes. What, great three, deployment. Three points. Right? Three points. That's right. Yep. And he's looking good. He's like, looking. He's looking sharp, dude. Real he sharp. looks like he belongs. Uh, you know, again, we, you don't want to overly freak out in that direction, too. But he's so far one game, three points. Good start. I, I, if he was available, I would scoop him up. But I don't think he really. No, nah, I think he's like upwards of eighty percent by now. Yeah, yeah. He he's at least three quarters in in each league. Yep, seventy six percent Yahoo over here. Kaprasov is a you know obviously a, a wicked start and all that, but there, there's a lot of Minnesota that isn't owned. Well, and and what's worrisome to to Kaprizov for for me is you know still at the end of the day who he's playing with. Um, he is a a right wing just like Kevin Fiala, so their other you know most notable goal scorer is already going to be automatically playing on another line, so you won't really see them too often. Um, but yeah, at the end of the day, who are you playing with? And well, in Minnesota, that answer really just isn't easy to answer. Dude, center top to bottom is just questionable. They said they're deploying Victor, um, what, yeah, Victor, Victor Rask. Rask. Am I going to go out and I, am I going to be picking up Victor Rask no. because Kirill Kaprizov is is you know doing well? It's hard hard to do. Not yet. They got centers coming, Hovanov and and Rossi, but not yet. Even though Minnesota does have a decent 
decent matchup uh, this week. That's right. And I know we're going to talk about them a little later on. Yeah. Yep. So we got we got two things left, and the last one's going to tie into the week preview. Then we can get that started. I want to talk about the Ryan Graves versus Devin Tays debate that seems to be you know kind of rumbling inside the fantasy community. Last year, Ryan Graves was the top pairing. He led the league in plus minus, probably as a result. Uh, great for hits, huge minutes. Now it's Devin Tays. You know, DFO had him on the the third pairing all off season, but they are deploying him on the second power play and on the top pairing. That spot that Graves had. Okay, so let's just let's look at their stats side by side. Devin Tays, 21, 34 average time on ice through two. Ryan Graves, uh, a minute and 10 seconds less. Now, Devin Tays is getting two minutes plus of power play time. Graves, only like 30 seconds. Uh, the shorthanded time on ice is in favor of Graves by like one minute. And when we start looking at the stats, Tays has a power play goal um, and an assist. One shot, three blocks. Graves has two hits, two blocks, an assist, and three shots. Are, are you guys like kind of if if you were a Graves owner, are you making the swap for Taze, or does it seem kind of lateral? It, that's how I kind of see it. Um, I see it as lateral, but if I had to choose one or the other, I'm definitely Team Taze. There you go. Out out of the two, I think he has more offensive upside. He has that possible power play deployment. He is on the second power play. Don't forget, Ryan Graves. Ain't never going to be on no power play. Just not going to happen. But he is going to get you the bangs. But at the same time, you know, Devin Tays is still getting you a good amount of blocks. Three blocks, two games, not too shabby. Yeah, I'd go with Taves as well, just because of the very slight possibility he gets a little more PP time. But he's, you know, I don't think it's not a super make or break uh, move. Like you said, it's pretty lateral. But I think if maybe a slight offensive upside one way and a uh, little more peripheral upside the other way. Yeah, it depends what you're looking for. I mean, I don't even know if it's really even just a slight offensive upside. If he's playing on that top pairing, he's obviously playing with Makar. Yeah, and that's the, the even strength exposure there is great. Either Makar or Ryan Graves, who's playing with Samuel Girard. Yeah, I'm going to take somebody who's playing with Makar, too. That's like an extra forward almost. I think it's a big offensive upside compared to Ryan Graves. The last topic that I have here that I was hoping to talk about is that Winnipeg is now under COVID protocol. They um, canceled a practice today, and that's going to kind of segue into our week preview because Winnipeg has five games next week. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I I had them as a team to watch with a massive asterisks, depending on what happened with that by the time we started talking. Yeah, there, there's been no news. Um, it's like 9 o'clock on Saturday night here, so we haven't heard anything, but uh, the games are going to get going on Monday. Before we get into the week preview, let's talk about Sean Couturier replacements. I'm looking at guys like um, like Philip Deneau, who's going to come up here a little bit later, David Krejci even, guys that are 50% owned or less. I'm going to talk to you guys here and just throw out some names. Um, Brock Nelson. Yeah... I'm surprised you're even throwing out the name Brock Nelson. <laughs> I don't, I don't mind. Out of, out of all the people I know. Yeah. I'm just going like 50. He's 53% owned. So like William Carlson is 51% owned. Dylan Strom, Zach Hyman. He can bang and has some offensive upside. There's David Krejci, 18% owned. That's a great way to go. Well, that's just dumb. That's just dumb. My guy, it, my guy's Vincent Trocek, just because I can't not talk about him. I'm just going to pound pavement until he pans out. Trocheck, uh, you know the the guy that's the 
the unsexiest looking and pickup is Getz Laugh is there. Yeah. He's he's already got seven hits in one game and an assist, so just tr- So so are you looking for centers for this pickup? Yeah, TJ? I figure, you know, if you're out of center, you probably need a center. Um like Philip Deneau out there, Ryan Getzlaff, mm-hmm. like you were Took saying. Boone Jenner bang. I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw one at you. How about Paul Stasny? You love Paul Stasny so much. He is 18% owned. I know, yeah. 13.8% owned in ESPN. He's available, like way available. Yep. And what is there not to love about Paul Stasny? If you're in a he's points in league, it's great. Winnipeg, it's great yeah. and, I, and, and this week, they have five games. If they're playing, they got five games. You know, he's, who, playing in between Con- he's playing in between Kyle Connor and Patrick Laine. Why? Why doesn't anybody else love that? I don't understand like why that's a bad thing. Yeah, I like Paul Stastny. I like that guy. I think he's in the perfect spot to load up on points. Another guy who's had a really good start is uh, maybe if it's a couple-week test year is Josh Norris. Norris is a good one. Two assists. Yeah. I mean, obviously a bit risky, but two assists, two hits, two blocks in the in his first showing. So maybe not long-term, but if uh, he could have a little hot streak to start off the year here. I like Johnny Druin, too. I mean, Montreal is on my list of good schedules this week, so I'm going to talk plenty of those guys. But Druin had a, a really good start to his season as well. I think he had three assists uh, going. So there's there's a lot of centers. And, like, nobody wants to lose somebody of Couturier's caliber, but it, you got to make you got to make do. Everybody, there's a lot of people that think Hayes is the guy to pick up. I disagree. And, Zach, I'm sure you're going to agree with me here. What are the Flyers going to do without a one C are they going to move Hayes up or are they going to put Giroux at center? They're going to put Giroux at center. They're going to put Giroux at center. They're going to call up Unless Morgan Frost. They go crazy and give Nolan Patrick a little bit extra time. Uh, you know, see I see how he does on the one C I thought, okay. So because that's what I think they should. You remember last during the, uh, the playoffs, Couturier went down and they put Lawton as the number one center. And they didn't look bad. And he actually did well. Yeah. He actually did well. So, He's just a hard fucking worker. Yeah. If they were going to go full fuck it, like, you know, Lawton or or Nolan Patrick would be a lot of fun. Nolan Patrick very quietly had two really good games, especially the last game. Like, nobody on the Flyers looked good, but except for Patrick. So, and Carter Hart. But that's what I said. That's what I think they should do. But I think more likely we're going to get, you know, JVR is going to be on the wing and Giroux is going to be on the top line. And, you know, they're going to move Konechny and, um, and Limblom down with Hayes like it was last year. And they're just going to run Giroux at center for, you know, six to 10 games. But uh, at least we have seen that they can score goals, though, TJ. Yeah. So I'm still excited about that. They, yeah. They, uh, they definitely put a hurting on. And then Mike Smith, long term IR, undisclosed. Koskinen is going to get, he's going to get volume. And uh, it's really not panning out too well tonight because he's, He's already gave up you a four spot. Actually, just picked him up today. Did you? Bummer. A lot of didn't people work, are. Didn't work out. Super a lot well of people are for me, but but I did pick him up today. Yeah, you're not alone. Um, okay, <laughs> now we we can get into this best schedules. It's a weird weird week because Monday is a typical off night, if I'm remembering correctly, and then it's usually like Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday that are the heavy nights. But it, right now, our off nights are Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday, which is really strange. And Sunday is a heavy night. Uh, Tuesday and Monday are heavy nights. So it's like it's it's not your typical typical week for streamers and stuff like that. So just keep an eye. Yeah, on my Saturday. If you look at the layout of the week too, nobody's really got an advantage. I mean, there's 
Sunday as in as in tomorrow, today when this episode comes out, it's the only real light day and then it's a bunch of like half schedule days almost, right? Like there's not like heavy day and then a light day and then a heavy day and a light day. There's there's game quite a few games every every day this week. Yeah, the spread is uh ten games Monday, nine games Tuesday, five games on Wednesday. Eight on Thursday, six on Saturday, eleven on Sunday. So Sunday is actually the heaviest yeah. day of the week yeah. here. But as far as it all goes, there are quite a few teams though that they have a good schedule as far as their matchups. They have fantastic matchups, or they have some back to backs that are real interesting, uh, like Columbus playing Detroit back to back on Monday and Tuesday. Mm-hmm. You can pick somebody up just for Monday and Tuesday yeah. and kick them to the curb as soon as the games start on Tuesday night. There you go. Mm-hmm. That's that's not Especially bad. Especially if it's for one of those two teams, yeah. <laughs> Nick Nick Felino. Nick yeah, Felino scored tonight. I got him on here as well. Uh, 21% Yahoo, top power play. Uh, but he's on the third line. There's a solid bang floor there. I don't, I don't mind it. What about this kid, Mikhail Grigorenko? Top line, second power play. Only had a minute and 49 of power play time, but really good even strength time. Three shots, one block through that first game. It was a tough game offensively for for Columbus, at least what I what I saw. So just the kind of the wait and see method. It's not like we're expecting huge things out of Columbus for offense, but top line, top power play for this kid, Mikhail Gregorenko, or actually second power play. Sorry. So what do you think? There's not a whole lot of offense going on out there in Columbus yet. So yeah. Yeah. I, and that's, I wouldn't be reaching there myself. Um, it's too, it's too early in the, in the year and too, too weird of a guy for me. I wouldn't be risking it on him. Who else's schedule do you like, Raj? Schedule-wise, I mean, I really like Vegas, who has four against Arizona. <laughs> None back-to-back. Yes. Just play just play the entire week. <laughs> just four games against Arizona. Yeah, right. And so that's, like, essentially not that many teams have much travel. That's no travel, no back-to-backs. You know, you might, you could go, like, Martinez and Reeves are the only guy who, who are there for bangs, but... Vegas is quite highly drafted team, so there's not a lot to work with necessarily. I don't think that's totally true. I think uh, uh, Chandler Stevenson is out there three percent out there like three mm-hmm. percent owned in Yahoo and one point eight percent owned in ESPN. So on the top line, yep, Stone and Pacioretty got an assist already, two hits, sixteen oh five Tom and Ice in his first game. It's not too bad. Chan- Chandler oh, really? Stevenson is the answer. Like a hundred percent. Well, no, ninety-seven percent. The answer. <laughs> I don't mind uh, Cody Glass. Nine percent owned. There's good upside there too with him. But twelve oh one time on ice in his first game kind of makes me a little nervous. Did get an assist. Uh, no peripherals. Went two for six in the circle too. So I wonder what his role is going to be. But he is getting top power play time, which is kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. That's what I was going to say. He's getting the power play time that Chandler Stevenson isn't. Yes, yes, that's the thing. I don't think Stevenson has any power play time. Nil. And no, was... and that was that was the only reason I didn't have him as a super exciting guy, because for whatever reason, I mean, I guess the reason is fucking Vegas is stacked. He doesn't end up on the power play. Too bad I'll him. tell you what, uh, I don't mind guys like Carrier or Braden McNabb even. Braden McNabb played just mm-hmm. under 24 minutes, had six hits, three blocks, three shots on goal. A couple pims, like he's gonna he's gonna fill up all the categories that are not offense, and I would not expect whatsoever any offense. Don't don't expect it. 
No, although you say that in the league I just opened up, someone's got him for that probably exact reason. But oh yeah, yeah, he, he is. He's, he's a banger. Category filler. I also personally liked. Uh, I think St. Louis has a good week coming up. There we go. Mm-hmm. Uh, two against San Jose, two against L.A., um, and they just had the shit beat out of them. So they're going to be embarrassed and trying to come back yeah. hard. And those, those two against L.A., they're a, they're a prime back-to-back on a Saturday and Sunday late next week. That's, good for the weekend, That's a yeah. good look. So who are you guys streaming? There's not really – there's nothing too interesting because guys like Jaden Schwartz are 70%, so he's available in 30% of Yahoo leagues, 40% of ESPN leagues, but it's not really like – streamer territory Vince Dunn shooting zeros all across the board had three hits two blocks but under 18 minutes time on ice 12 percent owned who are you guys looking at here I always like trying to go for Sanford didn't look like he was getting much playing time he always hit gets you some hits and that's right yeah he, he, he can get some goals and then of course Rob Thomas but there seems to be a lot of a lot of talk about Rob Thomas lately but as there should be Rob Thomas is the answer yeah he's good He's he's 20% owned in Yahoo and just over 15% in ESPN. I like him in he, points leagues. He's centering for, who is it? It's Schwartz and Hoffman. Yeah. Right? Hoffman, Fantastic. Hoffman looked a little lost in the game that they got absolutely walloped in. But, I mean, he probably just he's hopped off a plane. and figure it out. Yeah. He, what I don't like about Thomas is he doesn't really fit in, in category leagues. But if you're in a points, you know, oriented league, Rob Thomas is, like you're saying, the answer. I had I had Oscar Sundquist on here. I was going to mention him. Also decent. Yes, he was. He's had a great start. <laughs> he had a great start, and here's yeah. why. He was on the second line, yeah. keeping the spot warm for, for Hoffman. So he's going to lose it. He's going to go down to the fourth line. But a couple goals, a couple pims, uh, six hits, four blocks, and four shots, man. So that that's – I don't know if we're going to be expecting that because he is going to get demoted here a little bit. But 9% Yahoo, 8% ESPN, Oscar Sundquist – to get those two two sets of really sweet games next week. That's all I got for St. Louis. Like, there's really nothing else there, man. No, Everybody, everybody's I, I super highly owned. Kyle Clifford's coming out of the gates hard, but I wouldn't expect too much out of him. Seven minutes. So let's talk about Winnipeg. I mean, we already talked about Paul Stasny. I, I, like, the chances that he scores a couple assists are probably pretty high. Like, five games, he's, he's going to get points. You know, playing with those guys, like you're saying, yeah, I'm not worried whatsoever. So... Uh, I also had Josh Morrissey on here just because it felt right. I don't know what to tell you. Like he's kind of the only other option outside of Andrew Cop. If we're getting real deep, but that that is a deep cut. That's a deep cut. Yeah. So <laughs> let me just read you the ownerships here. It goes zero one for Adam Lowry, one percent for Cole Perfetti, one percent Rislavich, one percent Cop, two for Hinola. 18 for Stasny, 26 for Morrissey, and then we get into the big boys. So it's like 75 and then just 97, 90, 100. So like Morrissey is kind of that threshold at 26%. It's as close as you can get to the other guys outside of Stasny. Do you know anything about this character, Derek Forbort? I'm looking at Wasn't he a huge banger? He's he got an assist. They played him almost twenty minutes. He got two shots, a hit, and three blocks. So he's getting a ton of time. And where the, f- uh, I've where just the fuck n- are you seeing this? Zero percent owned. Um. Wow! Look at him. Derek. Yeah, nineteen twenty had an assist. Wow. 
I had never even heard of the guy until I looked at the leaders for the team, and all of a sudden, here's Derek Forbort. <laughs> um, Just keep an eye I on him. I remember him when he was on the Kings. I don't remember him being on Calgary last year, though. Yeah. Where was I for that? That's a I remember name him I'd, when he was on the Kings. I'd be remembering that name. He was on the Kings name, for a while. Yeah. I, I mean, that, the thing about Winnipeg sketches me out, though. Like, what, you know, if they're going to turn into Dallas now and not play for two weeks? Yeah. So That's definitely stay summer. tuned. Find out first. Raj, let's go to your hometown here. Vancouver, four games, three on the lighter nights. They see Montreal three times, Calgary once. That is a tough week as far as defenses go. But let's talk about Alex Edler, 43% in Yahoo, 95% in ESPN. If you guys remember the draft I was in where he went auto-drafted in the sixth round, I assume that <laughs> ESPN projects him to be super high, so that like has to do something with 95% ownership in ESPN. Uh, he bangs. That's like easy enough. Who else do you guys like from Vancouver? Anybody? No. Um, <laughs> I mean, that's just such a rough schedule. I mean, it looks good in terms of like when they play, but then it's it's two of the top defensive teams in the league with some of the best goaltending, and they don't have Miller for the whole time. So I think it's going to be... Is that confirmed? Be, uh, I don't think it's confirmed. It seems pretty sure he's going to be out for at least a couple more games. Okay. And then he hasn't played yet, right? So so we'll see here. But I mean Hoglander looked really good. That's who I was gonna That's lead what off. I was yeah. gonna say, what about what about your boy Nils Hoglander? He's That's, my favorite guy under five ten in the league now. Um he's something like five nine, hundred and ninety pounds. The guy is just a woof. rock. He's hundred and eighty five to be exact. <laughs> well, we, we weigh them in, in kilograms up here, so Schmidt looks to be fitting in good. He's not really a stat getter so much as just a fun guy to interview. He did get a goal and a couple of blocks, but I wouldn't really be all over him or anything. And uh, Holtby, man, he looked sharp. And then uh, McDavid got really upset and came back and just blew the shit out of Demko. Yeah, really I felt unfair. bad. I felt bad. It's it's hard to judge the guy because there was you know two of the greatest goal scorers and going up against him. So stuff the net full of it. Um, I, I so have, is Holtby a guy to be looking at to pick up, though? I don't. I'm staying away from the Vancouver goalies because I really think it's it's 50-50 and Vancouver's going to be around average in the league. So that's not good enough for me. So I wanted to talk about Hoglander here because we're not sure, at least I'm not sure, that Miller is not coming back. So the, the reason I want to like pump Hoglander's tires here is because he's on the top power play. Uh, had five shots on goal, 19.04 time on ice, a goal, two pims, three blocks, 4.47 on the power play. All that time on ice and stuff is going to dry up if Miller comes back. So we don't know when he's coming back. So that's why Jake Vertanen here, two hits, two pims, three shots on goal. The minutes were really strangely low for somebody that's on the top line. 13.06 time on ice, really weird, but 5% in Yahoo. If you want to tap into like, top six exposure then that's probably the way to do it zach we're gonna start this year off with me talking about tanner pearson 16 percent yahoo 69 percent in espn i don't know what espn's weird man um yeah 16 46 time on ice a minute 20 on the power play two hits two assists and five shots on goal the only reason i hesitate on vertan and is just Knowing what the team thinks of him, he he is a third line guy. That's like you said, he can he can be listed as top line guy, and he's going to still get thirteen minutes somehow. 
Yeah. Uh, just because of how the team feels about him. And we, he's just like, he's, he's painful because you watch him and he shoots and he's great, but he just never ends up getting any time. Whenever Miller comes back, he's taking all that time back, but, um, I think Hog- should. Hoglander is going to stick on the second line with Horvat. They just seem mm. to be hitting it off. Good to know. What's the next team you guys are digging on this week? I got a conundrum for you. All right. Minnesota has a pretty good lineup. All right. Mm-hmm. Who and the two games fuck versus are you Anaheim and two games versus San Jose? That's the question, though, isn't it? Yeah. Who the fuck are you picking up? <laughs> Parise, I guess, right? Parise. Uh, I mean, Parise, if he's available, um, when I'm when I'm trying to pick these guys out, like uh, Parise is a little too uh, owned for uh, for what I'm going for. He's only 24 so in Yahoo. You're going yeah, for I, deep, I'm deep sure, cuts. I'm sure he's. I'm sure he's uh, probably what in like the 70s at least for ESPN. That I, I don't know what sure. he is for ESPN, but that that would be my guess. My guess is 76. percent Felino's a banger if you need those kinds of things. 85. What the fuck? 85%. What the fuck is ESPN on? How big are these leagues in ESPN? Like, I don't draft know. every. Is it Dynasty or what? Yeah, I know the roster is a little deeper. So, Rod, you, you said Felino? Uh, I think I mean, today is the day of anyone named Felino because Marcus Felino is my pick as well. Yeah, I love him, man. He is available in almost every ESPN league where he is less than 1% owned and 3% owned in Yahoo. He played going 12 cuts. minutes. 12 minutes, man. And he, he, but he bangs. He bangs. In yeah. The while four he, hits and a goal. While he's yeah. out there. He might not only be out there for 12 minutes, but he's banging the entire time. Nice. I don't know about that goal per 60 pace sticking, but uh, you know yeah, that, that ain't going to happen. That hits per 60 will, so at least there's that. You get like four hits. If you're on a four hit per game pace, I'm in. So no oh. love for Victor Rask? No. no love for Victor Rask. Yeah, no no thank you. Pass. Oh, you know no what? No thanks. Felino does remind me of one other possible pickup just for the exact same thing in Vancouver was Mott. Banger. Tyler Mott. He, he hits like he hits guys on his own bench. Like you move, yeah. he's hitting it, right? Like he was on a like a same sort of hit pace as Felino. Um and if you do happen to count shorthanded, he's uh he's a real they're they're definitely putting him out there for all of the shorthanded time this year. So Raj, I got the other side of Vancouver's schedule here. Montreal gets to play Vancouver three times. Let's talk about some Montreal Cats, man. Uh, Romanov, Alexander Romanov, the hottest topic right now, 26% in Yahoo, 15% in ESPN. Kid's banging. Uh, I don't think he has any points tonight, but um, let's see. Yeah, Austin Matthews with another goal. How about it? Oh, Yay. Vincent Trocek got a goal. And, yes, uh, he did. And, and Svech Andre got an Svech got an assist. Oh, boy. And then your boy Dylan Larkin got a, got a goal like... Yeah. How many seconds after? Um, people are freaking like the fuck out about Anthony Mantha. 18 seconds after Trocek scored, Larkin did. People are freaking out about Mantha. He's like, oh, I can't believe he didn't get six goals by now. It's fucking two games, man. He just got an assist. <laughs> Let him go. Let him chill for a little bit. <laughs> but anyway, let's talk about Romanov here. Tonight he's got two shots on goal. He's got four hits, two blocks. Um, no power play time to speak of just yet, but the game's still going on. There's a solid bang floor there, I promise you. Let's talk about Josh Anderson as well, my favorite guy so far this year. Damn it, why did I tell Carl to draft him? 
62% owned in Yahoo, 53% in ESPN. Uh, last game, just the first game he played, he had seven shots on goal, had 17-17 time on ice, 209 on the power two play, goals. two goals, three hits, two pims. Tonight, he's got three shots, two blocks, and the game's still going on. So let it happen. Just but filling stats, man. Dude, he's doing okay. He, he seems like he loves it in Montreal. That is throwback Josh Anderson, man. Like, I'm really loving yeah, what I'm seeing out of, out of him this year. Yeah, he sure sure is looking good. In fact, the league I just brought up that uh, to reference, you have him and Petrie, um, yep. jerk, and I have Suzuki in that league, who's also doing quite well. Um, yeah, and Nick Suzuki, sixty four percent owned in both ESPN and Yahoo. What the fuck? So just throwing that out and there. And that's like, up. He's available. That's up. He was less, much less than that yesterday. So he's been getting picked up because yeah, he was shockingly low drafted. Well, Sveshnikov just got a goal. Jeez. So so you were so you were worried, huh? No, I wasn't. Thoughts but. on um Tofoli doing nothing as in this middle of everyone else doing so well. He's the one guy who's not really sparking yet. Yeah, he's got no stats. Like what's going on tonight? I wanted to talk about Deno who finally started doing stuff tonight. He's got um a hit and two assists, but Tofoli like he's he's just shooting. I watched him Go on a takeaway. Nurse kind of caught up and and stick poked him a little bit. So he he did have a breakaway, but just couldn't couldn't convert. He's got one shot tonight and zeros everywhere else. Hmm. Brutal. Maybe it was just the Patterson effect. We'll see. Hopefully he can uh, he can find his groove there. I mean, again, two fucking games, two games, two games. <laughs> I wanted to talk about Druen, who who just looked good. I'm not just staring at a Google Doc telling you the the guys that are green or anything. Like Druen looked good in the game. So he kind of, it was him and Anderson that stood out to me the most. And Druen actually had three uh, assists and everything too. So like he scored and he did well, a shot, two pims tonight. So didn't hit the scoreboard, but at 29% owned, if you're looking to cash in possibly on a, what do you call it? Three Vancouver games next week. He's an option. Yeah. And again, like I said, if JT Miller's out, that's like their best, one of their best defensive forwards too. So, there's a feast to be had, I, I think, unfortunately, for me to say. I did have a couple of quick things to say about Edmonton, believe it or not. Well, you like their schedule next week? I don't really like who they're playing, but there's a couple of good situations, right, with Koskinen being basically the only goalie on the roster. There's going to be a lot of overs I see this week. If you count volume, he's going to get hammered next week. So saves, uh, and if percentages aren't a huge negative, then he could be a guy to look at. Um, I just feel bad for him at this point. And I, if Cassian's only out for the one game, he has looked really good. He, he's getting a lot of time for whatever reason. They're, they're they're going back to him, and he's actually he's looking he's looking good. Buttloads of hits. But he actually looks like a hockey player, which was shocking to me. Um, I noticed oh, him a few times out there, um, and quite quite available. And probably now everyone's gonna anyone who had him is probably dropping him. But he should only be away for a day or two, so yeah, might be a guy to look at. How about Philly's schedule, guys? Like they play Buffalo two times, and you know there's not really any heavy nights outside of Sunday. They don't play Sunday, so in my opinion, they have three off nights and then one mm-hmm. like kind of on the fence off night too. They, they go back to back against the Sabres and then they play uh, Boston. So like Boston's going to be a tougher out 
Yeah, Boston just lost to New Jersey. Oscar Lindblom is 11% owned in Yahoo, 7% in ESPN. He's got two goals so far, four shots on goal, four hits, four blocks with uh, 15 and a half minutes. Tom and Ice, 202 on the power play, had four minutes on the power play this most recent game and over 16 minutes. Um, so I, I think that's a really good kind of deep cut for offense. He's even contributing to hits and blocks too, like two per game so far, which is pretty stellar. Yeah, I think uh, Philly's looking really good, and I I'm sticking with my my call. I really think Boston is is farther along the decline than people are willing to admit right now. I think uh, I think they're not going to be as tough uh, as they've been in a long, long time. I think they're going to be. Well, a lot I mean, softer. they lost to New Jersey today. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it just, I, th- yeah. So I, I'm overall, it's not really what you're talking about, but I'm not nearly as worried about Boston as in any time in the past. So I think Philly's a great, a great place to look. Any other teams, boys, Zach, do you got anybody on your radar? Uh, the only other thing that really kind of jumped out to me is that Colorado on these specific days now. Colorado, a lot of people around, but on Thursday and Friday, they have a back-to-back with the first half being against uh, the Kings and the second half being against the Ducks. Now, they're going to be feasting on those teams just all year long, but back-to-backs like that against two crappy teams are are what you're looking for. So we already talked about like Devin Tays and Ryan Graves, but if there is a, a Burakovsky out there, if there is a, a Nazem Kadri out there available in your league, especially Burakovsky, who's, in my personal opinion, go out and get him. Yeah, the other one thing I did notice all around is just Calgary and Tampa kind of have the, the least. They're the two teams that really don't play too much. So Calgary has two at the top of the uh, of the week, and then uh, Tampa has two at the end of the week. So that could be... Could be something you might want to look at if you want to stack or make a swap kind of thing. But Calgary has the worst schedule this week, like I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> yeah, it's like two they, with a five game dead zone. Yeah, yeah, they play on Monday, then they have five days off, and then they play on Sunday. Yeah, so that's if yeah. you have anyone on Calgary, you might want to look to swap out for someone on Tampa who doesn't have anything for the front half of the week. And then only has two at the end against Columbus. Yeah, that'll be like your fringe players. What do you What are you guys telling people that you know kind of ran to the waiver wire for Rasmus Anderson, who's on the top power play in Calgary? Do you burn him to the waiver wire and and make up those those games in the middle, or is he worth it to keep? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, there's there's not enough stability there in his role I'm on the top power play. Towards I'm dropping Rasmus Anderson to pick up other players if he is the bottom of my team. Right, yeah. So like if you if have to drop of my team. if you have to drop yes. him like the, in a perfect scenario you can just like you don't need to drop him or anything but mm-hmm. he's he's oh, one yeah. he's right on that cusp in a standard size league I think. He's he's definitely what you'd call a streamer right on that that breaking point. So I think another team that fits into bad schedules is the Rangers. They play on what I would consider like three. I don't know. There's not even. It's just Sunday. They play Sunday, but I, I, I'm not a huge fan of their of their schedule this week. But it's not the worst. Well, they're playing New Jersey and Pittsburgh, and Pittsburgh hasn't looked good. Yeah, I just can't get it out of my head that like Pittsburgh's still a good team. So we'll see. Uh, the last team that I do like is Carolina. And I want to talk about Nito Niederreiter, who is still 
technically on the top line, and I think it looks like it's going to stay too. So, had a goal against Detroit in the first game, a block, 15 24, time on ice, three shots on goal. Top line with Turbo and Aho, and he's on the top line tonight. And second power play as well. His stat line one hit, four shots on goal, not too shabby. And then Vinny Trocek, my boy, 14 faceoff wins, five shots on goal, no hits and blocks. Um, I think he got. He got a goal tonight, did he not? Vinny uh, yes, he did. Sure yes, he did. did. And he got a uh, Sveshnikov assist, so, yeah. And uh, Dougie Hamilton looks like it could have been a power play, too. So, Trocek, top power play. Looking at Carolina here, they they have Ooh. nobody with with any playing time. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> boys, Stutzel just scored his first NHL goal against the hey. Maple Leafs. Oh, I, dro- I dropped him today. Did you? I dropped him today and picked up Miko Koskinen. I'm sorry. That's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> when I said I picked up Miko Koskinen, he's who I dropped to pick him up. Uh, Tim Stutzle. Oh. And you know I like Tim Stutzle. Yeah. You like your Germans. What is there not to like? <sighs> so Vinny Trocek, the other guy, I'm not ready to give up on him. On a second line that is a lot stronger than it was with Stahl in the lineup. Uh, you got Nietzsche on one side, Sveshnikov on the other. Trocek. Uh, yeah, one hit, five shots, one block, yeah. a power play goal. Vinny Trocek, boys and girls. You know, throwback Vinny Trocek. But that, that's all I got. So unless you guys like any other schedules, who else do you like? I'm just picking up uh, Vinny Trocek here. Don't Add. do it. Don't do it. In Add. which league? You fucking piece of shit. <laughs> you piece of shit. It's okay. Ah, shoot. I took him as a late-round flyer in a lot of leagues, so I don't even know which one he's fucking available in. See, this is is one of those situations I want to pick him up, but in that league, my centers are Pedersen and Matthews. Yeah, and that's... (laughs) You're not going to sit one of those two. Yeah. Not for Vinny Trocek. God dang. All right, I can pick him up in day with. I know what league you're talking about. Dang. Yeah, that's my favorite league. I got Matthews and Pedersen. Which one? I'm getting rid of Strom. Uh, Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. I hate, I sure check. do hate seeing other Fuck people, you, especially Strom. like you drafting Austin Matthews. <laughs> Me? Uh, yeah, I got a lot of shares of him. Yeah. I hate that. Uh, just, do you guys want to, is there any updates on Joel Farabee and him taking over the scoring lead this year? Or is that <laughs> over? No. So now he's down to two points per game instead of four. So I guess, you know. 164 point pace, man. That's not that bad. bad. That ain't bad. Like, seriously, floor. That's the floor. I mean, logically, if the bottom falls out, he's still going to hit 100 by those numbers. So, I mean, safe, safe bet. Joel Faraby, write it in. <laughs> Exciting. First Joel Faraby is year. good, though. Yeah, like, dude. don't. Yeah, I don't want to shit on him. Don't just totally shit on him like that. Seems unnecessary. All right, well, that's going to do it for us in our first week preview. We're going to be back with you guys uh, Tuesday for Tuesday Trends. We're going to be taking a look at all the craziness that's happening on the waiver wires this this first week of the schedule. So we're going to take a look at the most added, the most dropped. We're going to take a look at, uh, you know, hot streaks, if we can call any streaks that, or cold streaks, if you can call them that, you know, six games into the year. But that's the plan. We're also going to be opening up a mailbag. So if you guys are in the Discord, we have a channel. You guys are welcome to drop anybody you want us to kind of quote unquote deep dive 
that one. It's it's probably not a spot for like ad drop advice because we're not going to talk about it until Tuesday, and I'm sure you need that advice before Tuesday. But if you guys want to join the Discord, you can do that. You know, we, we'll deep dive somebody on the show. You guys can find us on Twitter at FHF Hockey. That's it for tonight. So until next time, guys, we love you.